ADHD Book Club Podcast, the only book club podcast that breaks books into bite-sized pieces for our easily distracted conveniences. My name is, in fact, Cole. I am the train conductor of this shipwreck here as we talk about Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. I use whatever pronouns you prefer. Most people use he, him. And uh, one of the best video game soundtracks, in my opinion, is Persona. Persona 5 has some of the best video game music that i've heard in the last decade i never saw that coming you never see it coming. no you didn't i can't imagine <laughs> <laughs> matcha uh, i'm not ready i don't know how to answer that question hi i'm matcha mellow i am the head librarian of this lovely book club i use she her pronouns can I just go with like an artist and say Darren Corb and just be basic that way? Because honestly, that's what I'm going to do. There's no rules that's here. A, that's the Hades one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hades, Hades Transistor, Transistor, Bastion. Bastion. Yep. Most of Super, all of Super Giants. All Super Giant. Yeah. Yeah. He's perfection. And I love it so much. It's never that's a so bad time good. to listen to him. So really, let's go to Austin. Hi. I'm Valerius Austin, he and pronouns. I'm the head researcher of this book club. And if I had a game soundtrack pick, it'd be Jeremy Soul for the Skyrim soundtrack. I've listened to that probably oh, yes. a million times at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it ticks up, especially high in the winter. I don't know. Something to do with snow, I guess. But Wintry. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The song Secunda from the uh, from the soundtrack is specifically my snow song. Yes. Every, the first yeah. snow of every year I play Secunda from by Jeremy Soul from Skyrim. I love that so much. I am hundred percent with you on that. Now popcorn seven. That's me. I'm Tevin, aka Beals. I use he him pronouns and I don't know. God, <laughs> I love so much of the video game music. I listen mostly to video game music. And so I, I ask myself, like, are we counting it in the context of the game or just like what am I gonna listen to on its own or whatever? Look, I have an Undertale mm-hmm. tattoo on my on my chest. Uh, like that's a game that's known for good music, right? <laughs> um Gosh, my first JRPG was Eternal Sonata. Hey, that sounds like a musical name. Guess what? It has great music. By, uh, Matoy Sakuraba. I probably butchered that name, uh, but the same person who does like Dark Souls and the Tales games. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a bit of a left field one, and I'm actually going to probably say Minecraft. Yeah. I really love Minecraft music, and I actually mm-hmm. think a lot of modern games music. Uh, like, for example, I don't think Breath of the Wild soundtrack is what it is if Minecraft never existed. Yeah, Maybe it's no, hot take. It's true, but that's that's how I you, see it. And it, cut out there a bit. I'm sorry, but um, yeah, I think that's a my good mix of uh, helped the future games be developed. I don't know if that makes sense. Future mm-hmm. soundtracks probably took from at least that style a bit, and also just goddamn great. Also, Lena Rain's on it now, and I'm just like, ah. 
Okay. Cosmic. I've, I've, I don't think I've ever played Minecraft in my life, but sometimes, like, when I'm working and I need something chill, like, I'll go on Spotify and, like, put on Minecraft music. Mm -hmm. It's always good. It's so always nice. Always good. Um, but hello, I'm Cosmic. I use she, her pronouns. I am the basement-dwelling chaos brewer mm -hmm. in the library. Um, dude, it's Hades, man. It's Darren. It's Darren Corb. Thank like, you. As soon as, as soon as Cole put this question out, like, I, I don't have another answer. That's all I got. <laughs> That's the boy. <laughs> it's so fair. It's so, so fair. Good. It's so hard good. to pull off uh, for both, like, Hades and uh, Persona. It's hard to pull off, like, pop music in a video game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the thing I like about Hades, it's, like, there's, like, influences from, like, everywhere. I especially like mm -hmm. that it's, like, like metal at some mm -hmm. point. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, it's just so musically, like, everything just melts together so mm -hmm. well somehow. It's yeah, great. and you never get tired of it either. Like it's always like it's always good. It always hits. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard how Darren Corb describes the genre of the Hades soundtrack? No, mm. actually. Um, so for every game, he ends up basically just choosing a few random words and then just throwing them together and then saying, "Okay, we're going off of that." So okay. for Hades, it is Mediterranean prog rock Halloween. Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> Holy shit, he did it. Prog rock. He did it. Yep. Mediterranean prog rock Halloween. Okay. Halloween. <laughs> it, but actually great, uh... perfect. Yep. Uh Bastion is acoustic frontier trip hop. Yeah. Yep. Actually, <laughs> yeah. The and then transistor is the game. Up? What happens if the, the words he picks just don't mesh with the game? I don't know. Maybe it changes the genre, but this is how I heard it. Uh huh. and then transistors is old world electronic post rock. It sounds yeah. like a playlist on Spotify. For, it like, does. <laughs> it absolutely does. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like just open because usually um, a lot of my day lists end up being like video game soundtrack mixes. Yeah. So I just went to check if like maybe like my Thursday night one is. No, it's apathetic scene Thursday night. Mood apathetic. Mood apathetic. Magical healing Thursday evening. Oh, oh wow! Nice. Oh. Which is somehow K-pop. What the? Fuck? <laughs> That's magical and healing. Like, I can't think of anything more magical. Thursday evening. Ooh, I have to install SD. Spotify's update. I'm out. Yeah. It's emo. It's, it's yeah. Mine is also Panic emo. at the disco. Thirty seconds to Mars. Fallout Boy. Set it off. Panic. Owl City's in there with fireflies. Oh, mm. you would not believe your eyes. Classic. <laughs> and then train and my MCR. Yeah, it's just emo. Yeah. Mine is autumn scream evening. Scream? <laughs> Autumn scream. So it's just leaves constantly screaming. Yelling. Yeah. Straight. Yeah. Is my I, don't, I don't think anyone else here knows any K-pop stuff, but Stray Kids is not what I'll I call magical healing. Are you, are you a fan of Stray Kids? Uh, I'm I know K-pop the same way that like I got gotcha. you. Know of anime, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like me. Like, I, I know BTS as like the, I know BTS. I know BTS. I've definitely I heard their aware music. Aware yep. of uh, Black. Aware that they exist. Kids. Oh man! And, and uh, Cook's new song with Usher, I've been jamming constantly. Sure. Anyway, sorry. I, <laughs> yeah. I gotta shut up. Welcome <laughs> to so the good. ADHD Music Club. Anyways, <laughs> we have such good taste. Uh, what? About... Is that an album? Yeah. 
So we're talking about marriages. Second's called marriages. Chapter one, Sam's avatar in Mabletown is the mayor. The character has a cane and it has Sam's very distinctive limp. Eventually, Mayor Mazer becomes well known and liked by like society as a whole. But initially, he's seen as like a meme due to the unexpected high traffic of Maple World, causing server overloads regularly. During like a 10 year anniversary talk, Sam gives a like TED talk about the possibilities of utopia and gaming and stating that like despite what happened in 2005 at Unfair Games, uh, it shouldn't be an inevitability, inevitability that we become our worst selves behind the animosity of online avatars. Chapter two, in 2002, Dov called Sadie to let her know that he's getting divorced and is getting married in the same conversation. Uh, he is inviting everyone but wanted to tell Sadie first. On the drive to the wedding, Sadie, Sam, and Marks are all taking turns driving, and Sam rips off the band-aid and be like, hey, y'all are dating. And he like treats it very casually, like, y'all are dating, right? And uh, like, he tries to be casual about it, but uh, he like, gets quiet after they confirm that he is. Eventually, Sadie talks to him one-on-one, -on -one, and Sam confesses that, like, yeah, I might have loved you at one point, but I don't think it would have worked out. And I'm more hurt that, like, my two closest friends and coworkers would think that they could hide it from me. Uh, he says he's surprised that she's into him, saying that Marx is boring, and, like, that's why all, all of his relationships don't last. He, like, talks about how Marx's favorite part in the Iliad is the end with, like, the Tamer of Horses, Hector. And Marx uses this point to come in and, like, be like, yeah. Hello, what are we talking about? Oh, the end of the Iliad? Oh, I love that part. I love the Tamer of Horses. It's an honest profession. Just fully like validating Mark what Sam was trying to say, kind of. Uh, they spend that night, though, at a cheap hotel with no air conditioning on a hot summer night. And the next day, Sadie and Marks find Sam, sand, stringy stand, suddenly shaven, stating steamy summer suns as a source of stress. Sadie doesn't like <laughs> Sam does everything for aesthetics. And after Wait a minute. Alliteration is amazing. <laughs> Your finest pardon? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They go, to they go to sleep at a cheap hotel that has no air conditioning. And in the morning, Sadie and Marks find Sam, sand stringy strands, suddenly shaven, stating steamy summer stun as source of stress. Holy What's not to understand shit. about that? <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? Yeah. No, that was entirely incidental. <laughs> we have that's what the attracts the book. Wait, and you nailed it both times. Honestly, yeah, yeah. props. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, my name's Cole. I love alliteration, and will go out of my way to find places to insert it. That's fair. I'm so admirable. Macha has noticed intro. this a few times with our other podcast. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the alliteration book club. <laughs> yeah, alliteration alerts me. The A stands for alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's like, he got a, his, he shaved his hair off, and he's like, yeah, I was hot in the night. And Sadie's like, we also were hot, and we still have our hair. Uh, and Sadie's like, realizes like everything Sam does is for aesthetics, anyways. After all, even like he changed his name to Mazer shortly after moving to California, claiming to sound better and cooler. He even started working out and got a tattoo. Uh, and it, Sadie pointed out that like Mazer 2002 is very different from Sam 1997. There are more fights between Sam and Sadie at the office. Sadie wants to make new games. Sam wants to focus on Maple World or even like bringing back Ichigo. They bicker and fight and Sadie wants to make a game about a London theater massacre called Master of Revels. Sam thinks it sounds pretentious and not widely appealing. They have Marks be the tiebreaker. Marks sides with Sadie and Sam shortens out saying he's not working with her on it. Marks is now caught between his two friends. And he goes to talk to Sam about it and mentions that, like, hey, I do genuinely, genuinely think that this game is good and worth pursuing. And if Sam would have seen how Sadie talked about it when she first described it, he, he would see that, too. And Sam realizes, like, oh, I'm not the first person Sadie comes to anymore. Ouch. Uh, he's like, he just tells 
uh, Mark's like, whatever, I don't care what she does anymore. Uh, that Mark that night, Mark's tries to talk to Sadie about like what actually went wrong between them. Sadie tells him about the Dead Sea game and how manipulated she feels by Sam and how they've done so much for him, but he's done little for her. Marks brings up that like in Sam's eyes, they moved to California for her. And uh, he claims that he was the one to grab the CD first because he was always concerned about Sam walking around on his foot. Sadie doesn't take it entirely true, but says that she wants to make something separate from Sam regardless. A few days later, Sadie and Marks are moving into their new home together. And Sadie thinks Marks makes his own fortune. And that's why Sam always thinks he's lucky because Marks always views things as being lucky. Chapter three. San Francisco is letting gay people get married. Simon and Ant in a relationship. Uh, Simon wants to get married before the opportunity goes away. So he and Ant uh, go to do this. It becomes like a whole company-wide event. Sam is the last person to agree to the go on this. They So they all fly out to San Francisco. They take the entire day off of work. The entire company does. They get to the place where they're doing it, City Hall, and the line is like super, super long. So they're waiting in line. It starts to rain for some fucking reason. They decide to send Sadie and Sam to go get umbrellas. You're sending the the cripple, the guy who cannot walk well, and the one person that he is known to fight with consistently <laughs> together alone. Excuse me. What the fuck fight. are you guys doing? <laughs> Why? They Hoping end up walking. Out. Yeah, yeah, I, it works out. But like, Hoping. bad decision. Hoping. Yeah, for sure. Um, it have been bad. They end up walking like multiple blocks to try to find umbrellas. The The first place where they find umbrellas was entirely sold out. The second one was like not good umbrellas. So they finally find like these five foot long monstrosity of umbrellas and they buy three of them and they start walking back and they realize, hey, we can't like both have these open. So they share one umbrella, they link arms and Sam talks about how like some of the stuff that she's that he's seen her working on actually looks good and it might not be a terrible, terrible game. Simon and Ant become the 211th couple to get married that day. And by the time Counterpart High is released in August, they would no longer be married because California Supreme Court said, nope, all those were unlawful. Ant ended up taking the divorce, I guess, uh, a lot harder than Simon. Uh, saying that, like, oh, I didn't think it would change anything, but I did. Uh, Sadie suggests then, like, the following day that they add marriages to Maple World for people who it might be the only place that they can get married. And in that first day, Sam marries 211 virtual couples in a rainy October morning with umbrellas programmed in the night before. This causes a lot of hate and cancellations, but also gets like a lot of people in interested in it. And all of the praise and criticism and like hate mail is directed purely at Sam as like the face of Maple World and kind of unfair game as a whole. Uh, he personally responds to each message, no matter how vitriol the message contains and encouraged by this like publicity that comes from these decisions sam starts making more and more decisions for maple world like banning guns organizing protests and each political statement he creates causes a flurry of hate mails and cancellations and then maple world and the world at large can carry on chapter four sam plays master of revels he loved it and told sadie he's sorry about being a bitch uh in the process of marketing the game sam's name is mentioned and but he always like makes sure to credit like no sadie worked on this entirely alone i'm just a producer of it uh, during one of the promo trips, Sadie is sick for a few days in a row, and Sam's like, hey, you should get a pregnancy test and test it out. And they are forced to like share a hotel room that night, and she takes it. Uh, Sam notices the change first, being like, hey, what's the double blue lines mean? And uh, Sadie then goes to throw up this again, this time like, more like mental than anything else. And then it goes and like rests her head on Sam for a little bit, being like, hey, can we just like, be like dead to the world for a few minutes? During this time, she ignores a call from Marks. A month later, in December 2005, during another promo promotion for the game, 
a the publicist that they're talking with gets a text message saying that there's an active shooter at some tech company in Venice. Sam isn't worried because Unfair Games is a gaming company, not a tech company, because clearly people should know the difference between that and people as a whole aren't idiots and conflate the two constantly. But he's like, eh, just in case, I'll give Marks a call. And he gives Marks a call, but it goes to voicemail. And he realizes he has a bunch of voicemails, a bunch of calls from Marks already. And so he like rushes to find Sadie in the bathroom being like, ah, chapter five, texts are uncommon. Sadie and Marks have had little texts throughout their relationship because there's not really been a whole need for it. But she texts him now being like, hey, are you OK? He responds, I love you. All OK. It's just kids talking T.O.H. And she's like, what the fuck's T.O.H. mean? He's like, Tamer Forces. Uh, and that's where it ends. And we are left wondering what the fuck's happening. Nick, <laughs> panic. All right, I have to ask my my researchers and people who read more books than me, which is everyone present in the call. What <laughs> happens to Hector in the Iliad? I need to know. Uh, he, gets, he, 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 he dies. That's why they're talking about burying him. That's what I thought. Doesn't, okay. doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, Patroclus kill him? Patroclus? Patroclus? Yeah. Oh. I have no, never read there? the Iliad. It's never this been on my does. read list. Achilles. I'm pretty sure Achilles kills him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Patroclus is a big Oh, he kills thing. he kills Patroclus, I think. Yeah, that sounds Hector kills Patroclus. I think. I don't know. Don't quote me. Don't quote me. It's been a minute. This is based on Song of Achilles, not the Iliad. So Achilles. <laughs> Hector died at the hands of Achilles. Yep. Who does Hector kill though? Patroclus. Hector kills a lot Daddy. of people. Yeah, but uh, it came up with exactly what Hector, I wanted. Hector is one of those names that's like a Tiffany, where like it sounds too modern for it to be an old timey name. Where like Tiffany was a common medieval name, but like we just can't use it for medieval fantasies because it sounds too modern. I feel like that way for Hector. I think it sounds like old fashioned, but old fashioned meaning like not like, like your grandpa, ancient your Greek named Hector, not like yeah. ancient Greek guy named mm-hmm. Hector. But like Hector's it doesn't sound like. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It doesn't sound like a like a very threatening, um, t- tyrannical Hector was. Yeah, Hector, <laughs> Hector the Great. Doesn't yeah. really sound particularly Greek either. I mean, no, is he Greek though? What is? Or is They're he Trojan. Trojan. They're, they are in Greece, but it's just yeah. Regardless, yeah. that's neither here nor there. General vicinity. We got distracted. <laughs> Anyways, questions, posts, comments, concerns, queries, quandaries. Alliter- Other quas sounds <laughs> concerns, yes. Quasons. <laughs> Quasons. <laughs>welcome to the tea break today i am having some yorkshire gold which is a fantastic black tea one of my favorites i just want to take a moment to thank you all for listening it really means the world to me that you spend your time with us remember if you're enjoying this episode to consider recommending it to a friend who's talked about maybe wanting to get into reading some more One of our biggest goals with this podcast is to encourage others to read. So if you could do that, that would be fantastic. I won't take too much of your time, but remember, we do have a community Discord server. So if you have questions about some of the reading or want to participate more in book club, consider joining that. And yeah, let's just get right back into it.
Do we have any quotes though? Or do we want to talk about what happened at the end? If anyone asks me any questions, my answer is read and find out. And I apologize. I'll have a softball (laughs) intro and because I had to look this up too. We'll start with something easy. And it's the same sex marriage thing in San Francisco. I had no idea about that. So I, of course, had to look it up. Um, So, short story Gavin Newsom was the mayor of San Francisco when this happened, who is now the governor of California and has went and considered running for president in this most recent presidential election. He made it his like his his initial statement. I have it quoted about him being when he was sworn in as mayor. He said he promised to address the issues of public schools, potholes and affordable housing and then goes to invoke the California state constitution and to give him to like draw on the equal protection clause to issue issue same-sex marriage licenses to 900 people um yeah this the whole thing started to spread all across like san jose was like hey we can we recognize that too and Mm. the governor at the time was arnold schwarzenegger who was like we gotta we gotta control this but he he got sued by gavin newsom and the whole city so this turned into a whole thing it's like a whole bunch of stuff about this it's crazy if you want to read it read about it more but uh yeah, I was just fascinated reading about that. It was really interesting, like seeing the connections to who was, who was who was doing the things then, and who's who's around still. It's just it's fascinating mm-hmm. stuff. I love how this book does that. It just yeah. throws in these little nods to really interesting historical events that are happening mm-hmm. through the course of this book. It's just really cool. So, here's my softball intro. <laughs> now we can get to the heavy stuff. <laughs> I was surprised to see that that like literally just ended with the ah, uh, never mind. Yeah, we're turning that around. Wow. (laughs) Welcome to government. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Can't make change. uh, Uh, When Sadie was like talking to Sam one on one after they after he confronts him about dating, it was fun to see that like little uh, like Sadie take notice Sam. And she's like, he was 27 and had a mustache. But whenever he allowed herself to think of him as the kid from the hospital, her heart could not help but soften for him. It was easy to dislike the man. It was harder to dislike the little boy who existed just below the surface. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that friendship still exists somewhere between them, yeah. and I I like that you can still see that. And then he goes on to call her boyfriend a bitch. I mean, <laughs> it's a choice. <laughs> Lovingly, I think Sadie Maybe. needs a boring ass bitch. It's fine. I don't think Marx is necessarily. No, that I don't. Boring, I don't either. think so either. What? Because he likes the end of the Iliad. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think it's funny. He's like, his favorite parts, the end of the Iliad, Tamer of Horses, blah, blah, blah. Hector is boring. And then Marx is like, what's everyone talking about? The end of the Iliad. Oh, that's the best part. <laughs> but <laughs> but I also like, I love I also like so much. why he likes that, the ending. And he says, like, uh, because it's, it's perfect. It's a noble job or something. Because it's perfect. Tamer of Horses is an honest profession. The lines mean that one does not have to be a god or a king for your life to have meaning. Yeah, like that just speaks to Marx's character. Mm. Like you don't have to be like the greatest thing to have ever existed for things to have meaning. So like, mm. so what if it was boring? Like that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Sam is kind of the opposite and he's kind of the kind of person who is always like sort of striving for something more mm-hmm. in order he's to find that meaning. Achievement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Whereas, like, Marx is happy with what he has. And mm-hmm. it mentions that later, too, where he sees everything as fortuitous bounty. Okay, I'm done. Like the, no, like <laughs> the tree. I wanted to bring up yeah, the, the tree, tree. too. Mm-hmm. I love that scene. I thought that was so, so cute. Like, it's just such a wholesome moment sweet. with Marx. Mm-hmm. Austin, you were going to say something? Sorry. Why, yeah. why couldn't he have been Nestor, then, instead of Hector? 
he, he was a tamer of horses and he lived. <laughs> you I mean, you could have lived, man. <laughs> Pick a better character, bro. <laughs> At least one who survives. Also, can we talk about Sam getting a tattoo that just says mom? <laughs> that was so weird. He's in an era right now, dude. He's a, he's having a face. He, he got he got the a Kore- the Korean word for mom just tattooed in his arm. I imagine it has the heart and arrow through it too, just like every right, other exactly. mom tattoo. <laughs> but this was 2004, so it tracks. I mean, I mean, Two, 2002, yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. yeah, yeah. He definitely had his like becoming the asshole arc where he starts <laughs> going to the gym and shaves his head and he gets a tattoo and changes uh, officially starts making everyone call him Mazer. Yeah. He's like, no, no, you call me this now. <laughs> like, if you're in public, like, I can understand being like, hey, yeah, when we're in public, try to do it this way. As in private, I don't really care. Because it seemed like he was still mm-hmm. pretty right. fine with Sam in private. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like in front of people, he wants his fun- fancy name, his stage name. It's kind of like me with my name. <laughs> yeah. So I get it. I can respect that about him. Sure. Keep the privacy a little bit. Maybe not the mom tattoo, but you know. I don't think okay, Brenda. Like, mm-hmm. I think it makes sense in like your context because it's like you know integrity and privacy. Whereas mm-hmm. him, the world knows who he is. He just yeah. wants to go by this name now because it sounds cool. <laughs> Literally, his Fair reason enough. was like it sounds like the master of worlds. Like fucking yeah, get out yeah. of here, dude. Yeah, <laughs> he's a showman, if nothing else, right? Truly, he's something else. Yeah. <laughs> Any other quotes anyone has? There's like some very, very small ones, like as I always do. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Uh, and you mentioned it in the recap that like um from the studio that brought you counterpart high and visionary game or, or all this, uh the visionary game designer, Sadie Green, and like the fact that they're actually highlighting her, I really liked. Um, I'm not going to read this quote verbatim because I do not want to, but uh when he gets a letter addressed mm-hmm. to dear Chinese person, Jewish person, supporter of gay marriage. That's not what it says in the book, by the no, way. No, <laughs> no, it uses some slurs, yeah. 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 hard OTs and NKs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I love the line because I said it as I was I was listening to this in the audiobook and like looking back on the screen every now and then too, and I kind of said it at the same time Sadie said it. It was like. They say deer at the front of that. <laughs> they say deer. Deer, awful stuff. <laughs> Classic. Uh, and then, Email. of course, one other small, I just loved how this is worded. Mark's ordered an expensive bottle of cheap champagne. Yes. I had that underlined too. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> he did what now? Like, bottom, upper shelf, whatever that means. Like, the second shelf. Or he was like yeah. Probably that, yeah. Just get us overcharged, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it was fun to see this in this uh, chapters of like Sadie realizing that like him being the face of the company means he's dealing with the positives and negatives. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think she's been kind of like she hasn't wanted to see that side of it, and like being mm-hmm. kind of confronted with it, I think makes her maybe take Sam a little more seriously. One would hope. Hopefully, one would hope. And then Sam and me be like, oh, this got attention. I'm going to make a bunch of other political statements now, but I'm not going to say they're political. That's just common sense. It's like, no, you're being political. But I mean, that's how marketing works, though, isn't it? Is you 
you make controversial statements and all publicity get... is good publicity exactly mm-hmm. kind of to a point i would oh, say yeah, wizard no, sure. uh circa what two years ago would disagree yeah. with you yeah no i i know <laughs> but like sam here is being like accidentally based because like he's I mean, doing yeah. like these positive things in his yeah. game <laughs> like, you he know? is like being like yeah guns bad <laughs> Yeah. more bad <laughs> yeah gay marriage good good gay marriage good like things that yeah. we generally see as good but also as as we might be seeing demonstrated at the end of the chapter maybe not everyone agrees uh, some marks we'll see we'll see also i really liked um just like a random thing was like when this when maple world came out it was like around like 9-11 literally a month a month after 9-11 and they were like uh we don't know if like this is what the world needs right now and then it like ended up getting a positive response because it was what everyone needed Mm -hmm. that reminded me of like when uh animal crossing came out like during the pandemic on the switch yes and like everyone was just like chilling playing animal crossing because like that's what you needed you Mm -hmm. know like just like the community Mm-hmm. Yeah, feel good like a- community where there's no like stress, there's no pressure with right, other than the right. stock market. <laughs> and we don't talk about Tom Nook <laughs> and terraforming. God <laughs> hated terraforming in that. That was just the worst. Were you guys uh, cheaters for Animal Crossing? Of course, I was one hundred percent. I didn't see yeah. Animal Crossing. <laughs> you, you time travel. Your, yeah, you change oh. your time system. Your your setting time time setting. Change the t- setting time to uh, go forward a day so you're not waiting for things. Oh. For shops to refresh and whatever. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm I understand boomer. the point of it, but also, that's so boring. I don't want to wait. Just, I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> didn't put in the effort to try. <laughs> you were like, this is just how the game is. And you, yeah, you rolled with it. Like, and I respect that. Nobody got time for that. <laughs> like, no, someone told me about it once. And I was like, well, now I need to, I need to min-max <laughs> this damn game because I min-max everything. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Good anyway, game. I thought that was sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that part too. What are your thoughts on the Master of Rebels? I wanted more information, honestly. Yeah, like, gave you a lot of information about it. It's about a London murder with a ton of sex. Yeah, but like, it what doesn't. Yeah, like, what's the gameplay? Is it like, is it like first person, third person? Like, how's it play? Like, I, I, how many really levels you, are in it? They don't like, give you the information. Right? They don't give you. They, they give you stuff for Ichigo. They have not I mean, given yeah. you like the in-depth number of levels for Ichigo once. They talk they, about a few level designs every yeah, now but, and then. But like, I want more of that. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they'll I get don't, more into it. Because you know what I'm thinking of when I'm thinking of this game? I'm thinking of Princess Peach Showtime. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) 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 Need them. (laughs) Like, like noir version of that. (laughs) Right. That's, that's my vision for this game. Which I don't think is correct, but that's where I'm at. Thanks, current media. (laughs) What did others think of that game, though? I never know. The, yeah, the the descriptions of all of the games all feel like all right to me, but mm-hmm. like I definitely am someone who needs to experience them. Yeah. Uh, so I can never give a good judgment on the game. I gotta watch, book. I gotta watch the trailer. You know, mm-hmm. I gotta watch See, the trailer on the game. Mark a to play it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I do kind of agree with like Sam in that the sense of like, it does feel like a more niche uh, in the kind of more, not necessarily pretentious, but more like high art type of game versus like, 
it's not going to be an MMO or it's not going to be a RPG or an action adventure. It feels more mm-hmm. we're telling Disco Elysium style. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've definitely oh, so played that loves game. It. Got yep. it. My favorite game. It's fine. It's amazing. I'll play it someday. Oh, it's so good. Oh. Hey, we're, we're due for another playthrough of that game. We are. I want to be a drunk cop this time. <laughs> <laughs> drunk homeless cop is my goals. Aw. <laughs> no, like it, it kind of goes back to like Sadie and Sam have different measures of what success means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Sam interesting wants- to see that like play out throughout the narrative. You know, yeah. like his ambition, like you're saying, and her like more just like she wants to make art something meaningful, purposeful with capital A, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so Marks. So Marks. So Marks. Uh, I don't want to make it. I don't want to. Um, for. Uh, so I didn't really talk about it during the recap, but they did get a lot of hate mail and a lot of bomb threats and a lot of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, like Sam was dealing with like all the backlash of all of his decisions. And now it's potential that like something's happening and it's going to be interesting to see how that's going to affect Sam in the future. If something yeah. bad does happen. He's definitely blaming himself if it happens. Sam and Sadie, though. Even if Marks does live, the fact that there are shooters there, if, if like, the motive is said to be that reason, like, I still yeah. think this is affecting Sam 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To give uh, some context for future, uh, the next part is called the NPC. And uh, we've gotten point of views from pretty much every character, even Simon and Ant, except for Marks. Yep. Marks would be the closest thing this book has to an NPC. We've seen like one or two lines from his perspective when he's trying to convince Sam and Sadie to move to California. But that's kind of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the next part is only 24 pages. So it's shorter than most of our read. Yeah. So. uh, I wonder if it's uh, if the point of view could actually be from the uh, active shooters point of view. Could be. Mm. That's what I was thinking. As the NPC. Mm. Like. That's just like the evil bad guy who come who swoops in. Yeah. Guys, I'm I'm yeah. nervous. I'm nervous about Marks. No. I'm, real, I'm real nervous. A, uh, a few episodes ago, I'll say it again. If anything bad happens to Marks, I'm hunting Gabrielle Zevin down. I will and set murdering this her. book on fire. No, in we, my- we are we are hugging her <laughs> <laughs> with knives. Very hard. <laughs> with knives. I'm hugging her the way Rock would hug her. <laughs> yeah. FBI. That's a, that's a message for. We person. <laughs> oh no. Scoop hasn't read it either. So four of six since Craig is here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Craig counts. Craig. Craig well, counts. Craig hasn't read Stormlight Archive. He has listened to all of our conversations. Storm. Ha- he's definitely heard so- Stormlight Archives. He's he's heard some of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then she ran into my shard blade. She Anyways. ran into my shard blade ten times. Uh, I don't think she gets this that long. For for cosmic, and this can be cut. There's a character in Stormlight Archives called uh, his name is Rock. His real name is something like long and unpronounceable, but they call him Rock. And he's just Dwayne this big Johnson. Hulking, yeah, basically, he's Dwayne this big hulking dine of a guy. Uh, <laughs> so Dwayne the Rock Johnson, go on. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he is not a fighter, but like he will hurt you. If you, uh, I think, insult his food is like the one thing. Yeah, don't do that. He's a cook. Respect oh. his food. Respect his effort. Okay, he's perfect. 
Yeah, that's his real name. Uh, Ma- Ma- uh, Beals just put it in the group chat. Oh my! Numu Kukamu Akaki Halumalunumanor. Nailed it. I didn't, yeah. but yeah, I have uh, a mini for him. I'm excited. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm terrified for yeah. the next part, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I'm worried because Sadie is pregnant, and they compared him a lot to Hector, who died. Hi, Nan. She's pregnante. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Even like the last sentence in chapter four, it was like, like it sounded like like dread and doom. Mm. Like she saw Sam's face. Like that implied bad news. Like, fear. like someone yeah. died. Bad news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and it said earlier in the reading too that some tragedy happened in two thousand five. Like, yeah, that in was chapter weird. one of this, uh, he's like, despite what happened at Unfair Games in two thousand five. I don't mm. think becoming the worst part is inevitable. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of I interested. About that. Yeah, to go I back sure and like it in the recap. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I'm kind of interested to go back into like all like the little interview blurbs mm-hmm. and see if like anything has happened in regards to like their responses to the questions. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if they make more sense now. Yeah, I haven't caught anything on my reread, but I also haven't okay. been like, hunting for that. Right. Like, I don't feel like there's anything where it's like, oh, that was like super duper foreshadowing. Like, mm-hmm. there's really small things like the oh, the tragedy that happened in 2005. But it's like they're they're not so like in the weeds as some books. I feel like <laughs> we're not gonna find out the magic eye poster from chapter one is actually uh. <laughs> Like the, the, the key to solution or something. <laughs> there it is. There it is. That's the secret to Ichigo 3. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the mm. final boss. <laughs> and the final boss is just a magic eye poster that Sam must look at and figure out. <laughs> the coyote dog. The coyote dog. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Wait. Austin, random detail, but I thought of you because we were talking about how there's so many i think you said this there's yep. so many coincidences yep. in this mm-hmm. in this book and how like on the day that like simon and aunt went to get married they married 211 couples and mm-hmm. then when maple world was doing their marriages they married 211 i like to think that sam did that intentionally and oh, just at 211 like i'm done I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> no more today. I'm tired. It, it would not vibe with the rest of Sam's personality of being mm-hmm. kind of like this uh, pretentious asshole of a person. But like in theory, that could be a cute, charming moment for him if it was intentional. <laughs> yeah, very true. I mean, he's kind of in his like, uh, you know, rebellious phase right now, and he's like his, yeah, brewing, ego brewing the drama and uh, <laughs> doing uh, uh, controversial things in the game just for. <laughs> To get the reaction, so maybe well, he maybe got a reaction. Was like, he sure did. was like a, a spiteful number. Like, well, okay, I'll take this back from you, state of California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess that's the question. Then, I mean, beyond the marketing aspect of it, which I know he knows, does mm-hmm. he actually care about any of these causes that he's supporting? I. That's a great question. I would assume that, like. At the very base level, he acknowledges that like these are the types of things that the gamers who are playing Maple Town would want. Mm-hmm. 
This I mean, it, it said very clearly that they were mining data from them as well. So they could have some information about like the political views of these people. Right. That was a that was an advertisement. I don't know how necessarily real true that is. That was like a it could be like, like it's mining mm-hmm. your data like everything else type of thing. I'm just saying that like I, yeah. I he probably has more information than we're letting on. Tevin, true. you were going to say something. Mining data in 2002 though. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I was just going to say that, like, it was talks about, like, how we're going to make this the perfect world that we can't have in our real world. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know if that's what they view as a more perfect world or if what they think their players or have gathered their players would see as a more perfect world. But Mm -hmm. that is a great question. I feel like it would have been pointed out if it wasn't the case, but maybe not. Yeah. I mean, if Mm -hmm. he he does, does believe in it, I wonder how that changes how he reacts to this event. Right. I mean, people, when they get on the public stage talking about these things, they immediately put themselves in danger and they have to acknowledge that. And I don't know if also, he acknowledges or anyone does, but they, they have to. I mean, they got notes. They got all the all these things. They have bodyguards. I mean, mm-hmm. they know it's a danger. I just don't know if they really understand what that means. Well, like, mm-hmm. he also One of the things that he did that like kind of caught me off guard was he put a Islamic culture center for the Muslim Maple Townies. This was a few years at most after 9-11 when like mm-hmm. most of America was still very anti-Muslim mm-hmm. whether good or bad you know but like there was that huge there was a huge hatred for people so like mm-hmm. what he's doing yeah. is good sure but it's going to cause a huge reaction for that mm-hmm. right so is he doing it because he believes it's you know what what his like mm, it, is he doing it because he believes like that's what's going to make the world better, or is he doing it to get that reaction? Reaction, you know. Mm-hmm. Time yeah. to say. It's hard, hard to know. Say. Say. I want to uh... believe that he's good at heart. I do. Mm-hmm. The more and more we read this book, the less convinced I am that Sam is ever going to have a redemption arc. Mm. Oh, well, we're seventy percent done now. I mean, yep, he's running are. out of time. Yeah, you yeah. guys want a visual? I guess. Yeah. I guess if this. Does it cause it? Nothing will. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is true. I did have one question earlier. Beals, were you going to say something? I, w- I was just going to ask if we know, if we remember or know what year the beginning seems to take place in. When he's like answering interviews before going into the flashback. Ooh, good question. I don't recall. Um, like, when you say the beginning, like what, what part? Like any of the parts where he's talking and in, in like what is quote unquote current day interviews before mm-hmm. going into the flashback. Mm-hmm. I don't think because it starts off with like him on the subway station before we ever get any of the flash forward stuff. That's something I can look into later as well. Just yeah. my own curiosity stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of curious too. But because I know yeah. like the Kotaku article, I think was like 2007. Mm-hmm. So that would have been two years later. after this. Yeah. Yeah. So. We're getting pretty close to present time, mm-hmm. I think. But that's we also talked about like them not like Sadie and Sam not talking thirty years after like college, and it has not been close to that yet. Mm-hmm. Thirty no. years? Okay, yeah, I have no clue then. Oh cool. no, we'll, we'll find, find out. out. We'll find out. I did have one further question that I don't think we talked about a lot was. What do we think about the conversation between Marks and Sadie about the Dead Sea CD and Sam not seeing the message? 
it's interesting because I listened to our uh, last two episodes recently, mm-hmm. and uh, we did find out like in that episode that we went back and checked, and like it mentioned Sam was the one to find the game in mm-hmm. the book. So mm-hmm. either way, we have this case of an un- unreliable narrator. Either way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone's lying. Basically. There, is a, there is a line in there that was literally after after the description was like Mark's wished this was true. Mm. Uh, so like I, it makes sense in his head, but I think what it really shows and the fact both that conversation and then the whole uh, keeping Mark's and Sadie secret from Sam, also being Mark's idea is just Mark's inherent protection like yeah. he wants to protect people he wants to protect sam specifically and has yeah. ever yeah, since they moved in together has. it's always been like that yeah yeah and that's that's how i read it he's a peacekeeper for sure definitely for sure can't tame those horses <laughs> he's a tamer of horses he's surrounded by horses he's just gotta tame them <laughs> there's a lot of them there <laughs> also, oh, oh, sorry, I have one no, really dumb detail. I'm here. Uh, anyone else notice that uh, Dov is marrying a former student? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 years younger than Sadie, <laughs> and Sadie and Dov was already a questionable aged yeah. girl. Yeah. 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 He's gone at least. Yeah, <laughs> this book. forever. I hope they don't go to his wedding. They, uh, they, <laughs> they did go. They just they did didn't go. show it. Oh, they, yeah, yeah, that's what they were driving to. Or uh, did they? They, they, they did not did describe they the wedding go? at all. Right. Yeah. For some reason, they, oh. they talked about like the road trip to the wedding and like the, visiting the museum where Sadie and Sam had their little like side off talk mm-hmm. about their relationship. And oh, okay, uh, yeah. Did they actually that, make like, it to the wedding then? They just skipped over. They go a month later. Oh. Oh, Simon okay, and Andrew, yeah. whatever. Okay. Yeah, they're just like All we right. don't need to see Dov marry this girl. This is gross. Like, see, no one we're, wants we're, to see talking, it. No one wants to see. They this. were talking about the wedding purely to get us to the point where they're on the road trip towards yeah. something, yeah. and then they had that talk. Uh, like, this wedding no longer matters. Nothing else important happened. Moving on. That's so Weirdly. funny. I just like. I guess I never really like gave myself a reason as to why they were in a car in a road trip. I was like, oh yeah, they're just on the road. <laughs> yeah, just try it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. The journey, not the destination. It just didn't, journey I didn't put it together that they were going to the wedding. <laughs> it's the journey, not the it's the friends we made along the way. <laughs> I'm dumb, though. Anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not our friend. <laughs> Anything else uh, before we wrap things up here? I don't think so. I'm nervous about next week. Me too. Why are you nervous? You know what happens. I know. But... She's nervous about your reaction, and yeah. I just curious why your hands are stained red on the recap. <laughs> if I'm not here, and uh, someone has to figure out how to get Craig with the like right account, then I mean, well, we'll know uh, what happens. Will be around. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I barely figured out how to use Craig for the mid roll this week. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mood. <laughs> Austin messed me. He's like, how do I do this? I'm just like, you just, you ask him to join in the chat. I thought he was a friend you'd invite. (laughs) He is a friend. He's a friend to us all. He is. Anyway. (laughs) Thank you all for listening to our insane ramblings. If you enjoy 
the shenanigans, consider joining our Discord uh, and following along. Ask your own questions. We post our reading schedule well in advance. Uh, speaking of our reading schedule, we mm. Matcha and I have kind of narrowed, and I say I say Matcha and I as if I had any input in this whatsoever. Actually, <laughs> you you Matcha, have. Matcha has found a list of books, and I said, "Oh, those two sound funny." Uh, so we have uh, two books for consideration for our next book. Um, really? One is called the Oh shit, where was it? I want to do the one that we talked about today. Interesting title. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> one is called A Wizard's Guide to Defensive Baking, which is supposed to be this like cozy comfort thing similar to like Legends and Lattes, but the name alone is like I want to read that regardless of what's Regardless of any of the content, I, I have no idea what it's about, but I want you to read it based on the title alone. I am judging this book by its title. Yes. Wait, I'm sorry. Where are you putting these? I was sending them directly to Cole, but I can send them in the group chat oh, no. as well. Yeah. Which makes more Just say the other sense, title. <laughs> uh, and the other one is called Starter Villain, which is about a guy whose uncle dies and he inherits the uncle's uh, super villain lair. We're we're gonna do something silly next. Basically, that won't break our. Yeah, house. we we decided that like after after the drama and stress that is tomorrow, 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 we also been just like, a little bit lighthearted. Oh, T. Kingfisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are the two books we are considering for the next book we read. Consider looking at what those two looking over those the next few over the next few weeks, and we'll do a vote later on. Um. Yeah. yeah. More than likely be one of those two if we have other other ones might pop up, but those are the two that like those these sound fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, consider joining our Discord, joining us as we read along and on the shenanigans, follow us with the next books we decide, whichever one it is. Share us with friends, family members, coworkers, uncles, aunts, uh, roommates, nephews, uh, nemesis eyes, strange cats you see in the subway, pizza rats, pizza um, rat, Koroks, if you find any and solve their puzzles. Yeah, I found one. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you should listen to this podcast. It's really great. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> Leave us ratings and reviews. Uh, check out Matches and I other Discord or our our chat. Yep, that. Yep. <laughs> check out Matches and I other uh, podcast, podcast, Keepers of the Matches Guild, which is a look into fantasy folklore creatures. And you know, have fun, be safe, and uh, don't kill people. Don't True. shoot people, even if they wrong you, by writing the perfect character and then killing them off screen. We do not condone mortar. 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 Cheers. Bye. Cheers.